0: Have you ever felt wanted, but by something you seriously did not want to be desired by? Perhaps someone is attracted to you, and you can't get them to acknowledge your lack of interest. Maybe there's someone at work that you don't care for, but they always talk to you. These people do not truly ask for you, though. That admirer hopes for your affection and companionship. That annoying person at work. They just want a friendship with you, most likely. Can you say that something truly wanted you? Not something from you, but you. Flesh, blood, and mind. Willing to lie, intimidate, bribe, anything it could think of to get to you. Believe me, it's something no one should ever experience. My family and I moved into a large old house in our small town. Living there was a temporary agreement. There was tension in the old house, and so my parents felt we should live somewhere else for a while. They just honestly felt that living somewhere else a bit nicer for a bit would relieve some stress. I was merely 8 years old at the time. I actually was quite excited to live in the house. There was no ominous feeling and I felt no dread as I explored the two-story dwelling. It was old, and so naturally, there was that slightly decayed look. At night, there was a lot of creaking and other small noises. For the most part, however, it was a normal house. I'd play my Nintendo 64 every night before going to bed, keep the TV on, and fall asleep easily. If I wasn't at school, I was probably playing around in my room. My best friend didn't like the house as much, however. The first time my friend was over, him, my dad, and I discovered a compartment behind the wall in my parents' bedroom. I was a scaredy cat and didn't want to go in. Feeling safer with the two, however, I dared to venture into the compartment. It was cramped, too small for my dad to actually fit. My friend and I could, and there was nothing to be worried about. There was some red and black spray paint applied randomly, but otherwise it was just bare plywood and some exposed insulation. There was one thing in that compartment, underneath the door latch. There was one thing in that compartment. Underneath the door latch was some very grainy sand. Within this sand were buried army men, kinds I hadn't seen before. My father tried to squeeze in further to look. Looks like someone forgot about their hidden army men. I suppose you two can have them now. The thing was, my friend and I both didn't feel like taking those army men out. I didn't really think about it then, but doing so now is quite odd. Him and I both loved playing with army men for much of our childhood, and yet at the time we both just unspokenly agreed to leave them. I really was ignorant i just didn't feel right about taking them it was like they were still somebody else's to whomever they may have belonged to i do not know i was never able to learn who was there before us that event to me was insignificant i really thought nothing of it still the nights felt easy and i got plenty of sleep my friend on the other hand did not sleep so well Whenever he stayed the night, he always complained to me that there were sounds in the walls. He described merely that it sounded like something was moving inside of them, and I'm not really sure what the sound was like, as I'd never heard them while he did. Even when he woke me up in the middle of the night over the sounds he heard, I had heard nothing. The idea was still unsettling to me, even though I'd never heard it. I'd come to know that the house held doors that were not in plain sight. There were small places that you had to look to find. I always didn't want to know though. I just stayed where I felt it was normal. And I knew nothing of these other places. It was like I protected myself the way adults do. Denial. I simply somehow did not accept anything could be odd. Ignorance is bliss, they say, and so ignorant I was. It would be one night, however, that would break the calm for me. It was Easter night and I was up a bit later than usual, somewhere between nine and ten. It doesn't seem late, but at that age, my parents were making me go to bed early quite seriously. we will not tell you again. You go to bed. Do you want the Easter Bunny to come or not? "'Scolded my mother from the doorway to my room. "'Yes, Mama, I'm just changing now.' "'So I went to bed with the TV on. "'I was just stared at it, "'falling asleep before an hour would have passed. "'I stared and watched Disney cartoons for some time "'until finally I drifted off into sleep. "'This would be the last time I easily drifted off for quite a while.' I awoke and heard loud noises from the kitchen, all sorts of things opening and closing. I heard the rustle of tableware in the drawer. I heard the cupboards being opened, then quickly shut. And for a while, I just lay there, listening. It was actually very close to me. My room was oddly placed, the doorway went directly to the kitchen. Being only 8 years old at the time, I innocently believed the Easter Bunny was finding hiding places for eggs. And what got me out of bed was the call of nature. I slid out of bed, half awake, half asleep, and headed for the bathroom. As soon as I walked into the kitchen, however, a powerful thud was made in the room. I stopped, wondering if the Easter Bunny would be upset with me there was indeed something in that kitchen with me the easter bunny isn't real though i would have preferred that it was this friendly character of the childish imagination what i saw however was nothing remotely close as i peered into that dimly lit room i saw a dark figure at first you would perhaps would try to call it a shadow this does not describe the dark entity correctly, however. Shadows are merely breaks in light and are stuck clinging to surfaces. This thing, it was a pitch-black silhouette, crouching like a predator in the open space. I was taken aback, but not as scared as I should have been. I was still half asleep and couldn't seem to take in what was happening in full. I simply stood there, looking at it, half dreaming. It, in return, simply stayed crouched in the shadows, staring back at me. It hid in the darkest part of the room, and yet the reason I could see it was because it was darker than its own surroundings. Now, To this day, I cannot believe what I did that night. I slowly walked to the nearby bathroom, relieved myself then hazily started walking back to my room. I halfway glanced at the ominous figure, and it simply looked back at me, not moving, not making a sound. Then as I crawled back into bed, I heard steps and saw an elongated figure slowly pass by my bedroom doorway, unnaturally shaped, unnaturally moving, and cold air sweeping through my room. It was like it didn't really walk past, but stretched itself over. And knowing myself, I should have been in a fit of terror. But I simply went back to sleep. That next morning, what happened during the night didn't occur to me. I simply went on with the Easter egg hunt at first. Then I remembered eventually. However, I remembered vaguely. I remembered the loud rummaging noises. I looked in these places for eggs and found none. My parents tried hinting to me that they hadn't hid any in the kitchen without spoiling the holiday for me. But I heard it in these places. I explained to them last night with some lack of recall. My parents just dismissed it, finding my story odd, but sure it was just my imagination or a dream. After the day had passed... I started to think about it that night. A sickening pressure built up within me. For some reason, I was being totally unaware of things I should have been terrified by. I was always a very paranoid child. Even the silliest scary movies would make it impossible for me to sleep at night. One time, my dad jokingly put me in the bathroom with the lights off. Pitch dark. I screamed at the top of my lungs. He never did those kind of things after that. My dad always liked playing jokes on us, but he didn't ever exploit that fear again. It really was not all that hard to scare. And after these thoughts crossed my mind that afternoon, I asked myself a question. Just why wasn't I afraid before? That was easily the most horrifying thing that had ever happened to me. And this house had unnatural feelings now. I finally felt fear, I finally realized what was happening, and I never slept well in that house again. At night now, I would lay awake for long periods of time, I felt like I heard so much more noise than before. Every night was like this, and nothing more. It was enough to leave me on edge, but my anxiety would die down a little each night. My fear would quickly rise up once more, however, after I had the dream. I woke up in the middle of the night. I saw a boy through my doorway, running around frantically. Get out. Get out. Leave me alone, I clearly heard. The boy wasn't speaking to me. He seemed to know I was there, but his attention wasn't fixated on me. There was something else in the house. Suddenly, I saw the same dark, unnatural figure from that night. It drooped over the body, and in pure terror, he ran off, disappearing. The dream was already a nightmare at this point, and then the figure stopped. Dead silence took place. I felt it turn. Its gaze came upon me, and then slowly it forced itself over to me. How it moved Its... possible to really describe well with words. See, it stretched and oozed and seemingly hovered slowly. I was paralyzed with fear, and it came closer and closer, and even when it came into the light, it remained a solid black shape. Then the light disappeared, but I could still see it. Nothing was darker than it. It was a vacuum of light. It came finally right to my face, and with a knot in my throat and sweat all over my body, I tried to squeak out a single question. Who are, was all I muttered, and then it enveloped me and the dream ended. I woke up then, covered in sweat, my heart beating faster than ever, and I was quick to call for my parents that night. Luckily, that was the only nightmare I had in that house. Well, the only significant one. I had a few other bad dreams, but they didn't have that thing in them. I know that it was in that house that my misfortune began. A few other disturbing things would happen. Of course, the nights always were restless. I heard noises, but never to the full extent. Even then, the sounds of my walls my friend spoke of, I never heard. It was like something wanted to be there with me, without me knowing. At this point, I certainly believed the house was haunted, and indeed it was, from the very start of us living there. The difference being, while we lived there, one entity belonged, and the other didn't. One was there originally, and the other wasn't. The original was a harmless resident, the other a malevolent predator, One morning I woke up and one of those army men was sitting on my shelf. I never took any of them out, nor did my friend. Mom wouldn't have bothered, so I assumed Dad must have done it. Then I questioned him about it though, and he gave me a confused look. I never got it out. I couldn't force myself in there just to get one army man. I was confused, and with the way things had been going, somewhat disturbed that night I had another dream it wasn't too nightmarish in fact it scared me more after I woke up in my dream that same boy came in he had tears on his face he was pale and looked like he hadn't slept in days with purple bags under his bloodshot eyes he stared straight at me and in a weak sobbing voice said I gave you nothing A strange sort of sound I can't describe started getting louder and louder, and the boy continuously faded. Don't let this happen to you. Then he was gone, faded out completely. The dream either ended there, or I simply couldn't remember anything after that point. Even though I was only eight years old, I knew what the boy was talking about. It just made sense to me. "'and I think you know what it meant already. "'My family was getting better, "'and so my parents decided it was time "'to move back into our old house. "'I left that army man behind, where it belonged. "'I thought my worries would be over from there, "'and I never had a weird experience in our actual home. "'It was a trailer house, a bit run down, "'nothing unnatural. "'However, it had burned down in the past.' As far as we knew, no one had died in the fire. Our house, in short, had no dark history to suggest anything out of the ordinary could loom over it. And I brought back something with me, however. And as you know, it definitely wasn't that army man. The things were as I expected them to be after we moved back into our old house. There was nothing to terrify me. I was more worried about my parents going back to their irritable selves, actually. They didn't like the house. They never really had. They couldn't afford to get something they liked, however. And so that's where we stayed. I spent most of my time either playing outside or in my room. I'd mostly put the frightening events from that house we rented out of mind. There were some things that had changed about me, though. For one... No matter what I did, it took me ages to fall asleep at night. I simply lay there. I actually wasn't even scared. I just simply didn't fall asleep. I had trouble falling asleep before after I watched the scary movie with my family, perhaps, but never like this. I'd lay there for hours after I went to bed wide awake for no apparent reason. It was an issue, but as far as my fear went, I was still fine. Sadly, I only had it this easy for about two weeks. Strange things started happening once again in a very subtle manner. One day, I was looking through my mother's music albums. I was reading the back of one plastic reflective cover when suddenly I noticed a black figure run behind me very quickly. It startled me, but after thinking about it for a while, I decided that, as brief as it was, it could have easily been my imagination. Sometimes a whole room would seem to be wrapped and covered in darkness for just a mere moment, but I brushed this off also. Things only kept getting worse, of course. First of all, my paranoia started to return. At night, my sleep became even worse as I simply felt terrified. I would lay there, Constantly scanning my room for hours I always felt like If I didn't watch my dark room diligently Something would surely take advantage Of my vulnerability And do something awful Every day I absolutely dreaded Having to go into bed My only sanctuary Was the light shed by the television in my room And the bathroom light That faintly shone through the doorway Fortunately at this point my terror really did seem to stem from nothing the real oddities remained subtle things during the day feelings of being watched noticing things at a place every once in a while and sometimes feeling uncomfortable being alone in a room suddenly for no apparent reason these were all the things that i knew my parents would simply be annoyed by if i told them it's just your imagination You need to quit finding things to scare you. See, those are the kinds of things they would have said. Honestly, I kept telling myself that. I was trying to be as rational as an eight-year-old could be. My real feeling about it, however, well, I didn't feel safe at all. And my gut instinct knew something was not right in the house. Whatever it was that was disturbing things... It was becoming more bold. One evening, I was playing some video games. I'll admit, I was a bit of a game junkie at that age. It was just getting dark and I decided to wrap it up as I knew I'd be eating dinner soon. I had a hook in my room for hanging up my wired controller, and as I did hang it up, as soon as I let go, something shocking happened. It was like two other hands grabbed the controller and its wire immediately after I did. It quickly yanked it left, right, left, and right. And in a split second reaction time, I fled from my room. My only thought was to reach mom and dad so I could be safe from whatever it was that just seized my gaming controller. I found them down the hall to my left in the living room. Why are you running in the house like some spaz for Christ's sake? exclaimed my father lounging on the couch with my mother i contemplated telling them what happened but i knew they wouldn't want to hear it i simply apologized then just watched the television with them ate dinner then avoided going back to my room for as long as possible i tried to get away with sleeping in the living room but my mom nudged me to go to my room even though i pretended to be already asleep my heart was pounding as i entered My gaming controller was dangling from the hook, except now it was hanging on the right side instead of the left. My stomach twisted even more, and looking back at it now, seems insignificant, but at that time, it was terrifying. I slowly slid into bed, had my television up playing cartoons as loud as I could get away with, and then I simply laid there. I constantly scanned around, more paranoid than ever before. I could feel the wrongness. I could feel how I was in danger, like I was some sheep unknowingly laying next to a wolf. Nothing happened that night, however. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure that it was still there. But it was merciful enough that night to just drool over me out of sight. It was getting harder and harder to sleep and thus harder to function normally. I'd have no ability to focus during the last days of school. And at home, I frustrated my parents a lot with my tendency to always be out of it. I started to see things that night. And I don't know if it was my sleep deprivation or something real. I think that's part of what added to the terror. My imagination and reality were getting more difficult to tell apart. And to make it even worse, I think that's what it wanted. At this point, I just thought something was wrong with me. On one night, I would lay there as usual, paranoid and watchful as usual. Over time, however, my eyelids grew heavier and heavier until finally I fell asleep. I found myself in a dream. I was sitting in a room in front of a piano I would started learning to play not long ago. I, for some reason, needed to talk to my mom. I don't know why. Now note this was a dream, and it doesn't entirely make sense. I sat up from the piano bench and called for my mother. Down the hall, I saw her peek around the corner, and immediately I felt uncomfortable, as the way she peeked was disturbing. She had a crazed look in her eye in an artificial smile that no human would actually make. Mom? Mom? I barely managed to utter. I waited there, staring at her, while she eerily stared back at me with that crazed look and a maniac smile, and then suddenly she whipped around the corner, and from then on it was the worst nightmare I had ever had a loud shrill noise and rhythmic clanging rang throughout an unbearable volume suddenly i stared at my mother and the dread that gripped my heart was so intense i literally felt like my heart was about to explode her body made grotesque sounds a bone snapping out of place things sliding around fluids moving around inside her her face became more demonic than human, and she was hunched over like some animal. Anomalies were all over her, nothing fitting into place naturally. She quickly advanced towards me, every movement making more disgusting popping and cracking sounds. In her eyes, I could see nothing but pure evil, a sadistic desire. The feeling of terror and dread was so pure and so strong. It was a real feeling in my chest and when I snapped awake right before my mother reached me, my chest almost hurt and I could feel my heart beating harder than ever. What made it even worse is I couldn't yell for mom. She would have made my panic even worse. I couldn't call for my dad without calling for her as well and I had no one to reach out to. I was so scared I felt like crying. And then suddenly, I heard a faint knocking sound. Something was whispering a single word, and at first, I couldn't tell what. I made it out after listening as hard as I could. Christopher, I faintly whispered. My heart sank at the recognition of my name being pronounced with that eerie elongation. Christopher, honey, are you okay? It sounded like you had a very bad dream. I recognized the voice as my mother's, and suddenly, despite the nightmare I just had, I felt relief. I suppose it takes a lot to really be scared of your own mom. She was far better than what I thought it might be at first. Mom, I faintly said, It wasn't really normal of her to talk to me without actually coming into my room, and the way she talked sounded off. She did come in after that, however. She, quietly and gracefully, floated into the room. It looked like her at first, but then I saw it. Her eyes were nothing but hollow sockets. I didn't run away, though. I really should have, but... I think I was just in so much shock, I didn't really believe it. All I could do were choke out a few words. Who are you? She, I mean it, gave an awful smile. It was long, from ear to ear, and sort of wavy, like some poorly made clay figure. Well, I'm your mother, of course. I felt a strong feeling to retort. This thing was definitely not my mother. I didn't know what it was, but it was not my mother. It couldn't have even been human. All I knew was it wanted to trick me, and I wasn't going to play along. No, you're not. It simply gazed deeper at me with those dark, hollow eye sockets. Its brows furrowed, its mouth distorted into this disturbing frown, and it spoke again. And you? It spoke soft and gentle. It was without a care in the world. Like it was the most innocent and caring voice you could have ever heard. Then its voice changed to be more fitting of the expression on its face. It became warped, thick, and deep. You are mine. And with that, it reached out for me and I screamed at the top of my lungs. I ducked under its reach and ran out of the hallway. My parents were quick to turn their lights on. I could see it as I headed for the room, and I didn't bother looking behind me. At first, they were quite concerned, and after I started to exclaim to them what happened, my mother sighed, my father scowled at me. Chris, Jesus, you're nine years old now. You know, it's time to grow up. If you can't get over these imaginary fears, we're going to have to get you some help. You want people to think that you're crazy? No, dad, I said with great shame. All right, listen, we're tired. Go back to bed, get some sleep so you aren't a zombie tomorrow. There was absolutely nothing that would bring me back to my room. The amount of rejection I had of that idea was so strong, I would have rather slept in a sewer. No, please, I can't. Please, just tonight, can I sleep with you guys? And my dad looked angry now. You cannot be serious You need to Jeremy My mother piped in Just this night should be fine He's obviously had a very vivid nightmare You can be understanding of that My father sighed and relaxed his face Alright Chris But tomorrow you've got to get over this you got to promise me Chris I promised dad I climbed into bed with them and lay there feeling safer than I ever had in ages. They both quickly fell back to sleep from what I could tell. I felt relaxed, but I still had trouble sleeping in the room that was darker than I was used to sleeping in. I gazed out of the doorway and my heart skipped a beat. Past my parents' doorway, standing at an angle in the hallway, was my fake mother. It simply stood there with a stoic expression staring straight at me it whispered projecting its voice at me i was gonna give you so much i was going to show you things no one else can we need each other christopher you need me as much as i want you i simply stayed in bed staying as close to my mom as i could with hot wet tears running down my face now it went like that for some time It told me about how it wanted to show me things, that I would love it if I only trusted it. It asked me to come see it, made bribes. There, of course, was absolutely no way I was going to believe anything it said, and after a while, it started to get darker. It grew impatient, telling me if I didn't come to it, it would grab me itself. Fine. Cling to your pathetic mother, you calf. What does she give you that I can't? The dark, distorted voice started to return, and it began to lose the form of my mother and looked more like that dark shadow I had seen before. Mark me, boy. You can't hide from me. You will be left alone, and there will be no one to help you. And with that, it began to fade out. And by that, I mean the shadow just sort of faded into the darkness so that it didn't stand out as an even darker part of the room. Now, that next day, I managed to stay the night at a friend's house. Right after that, I'd spent two weeks at my grandparents. I avoided having to sleep alone in a room for as long as possible. And some of those nights, I had more nightmares. In one, I was back in my house I was alone in the living room, sitting on the couch. The shadow appeared in the doorway adjacent to the hall, boring into me with two eternal green eyes. A thunderous, demonic roar erupted through the room, and my chest felt like it was being tore open. The purest form of dread and terror was funneling inside of me, so strong it felt worse than the anticipation of death. I screamed and then woke up suddenly, in pure silence. The next dream, I was in a room I didn't recognize with my mother and a stranger. I meandered around the room like a bored child would, when suddenly, two pitch black arms stretched across the room and grabbed me, and they came from a black void on the wall. Those same green eyes were present inside the void. I screamed and screamed for my mother. She didn't even acknowledge me. And no matter how much I fought, tooth and claw, no matter how hard I screamed, I was always dragged back towards the void, and my mother did nothing. The same feeling of absolute dread, pure and ancient terror, filling my being. I gave up, and right before I was dragged into the void, I woke up. When I finally came back home, it was a happy reunion with my parents. I think they were happy to be away from my issues for a while, but they did miss me. I went through the day as normally as I could, and I did feel a bit better despite the awful nightmares I had been having. When it was time for me to go to sleep, however, I was still terrified. After that night of the thing trying to take me, I simply could not bring myself to sleep in that room again I scanned around constantly waiting for something terrible to happen much to my astonishment however nothing did happen nothing happened the next night either nothing for the next and nothing for the next month nothing even happened within the next year and my life went back to normal I was 12 years old and I would come to think that the horrifying events from when I was 8 and 9 years old were just simply products of my own mind. I really didn't want to believe that it was real. Alas, I would be punished for betraying my own senses. I'd never been confirmed to have any issues with mental health. And believe me, I got myself tested after I'd grown up. If I ever was ill that day, I made a full recovery after my childhood but I have good reason to believe that I was healthy back then. One evening I was home alone. My parents were out of town grocery shopping in a bigger city about an hour away. They could buy things there that weren't available where we lived. I never liked going shopping with them, so I chose to stay home alone. It was about 8 at night, and I was simply in my room watching television. And Suddenly, I heard my mother's voice. Christopher, can you come help us, honey? Normally, I could hear my parents in my driveway before they came inside, but I figured I must have really been out of it watching TV. It was typical for me to help them bring in groceries inside as soon as they got home. Coming, I said as I walked down the hallway to the kitchen. My mother was at the kitchen table with her back turned to me. She seemed to be looking down, and I noticed she was alone. Where's that? I inquired. He's going to the bathroom. Come here. When I quickly tuned her out, however, I had a quick nervous feeling as I realized that I had used the bathroom and didn't flush. I ran back down the hall as fast as I could to the bathroom, then saw that dad wasn't there, and a thought popped in the back of my mind. Oh, God, no. Oh, please, God, no. I walked over to the bathroom window and I ever so quietly strained to see out the distorted glass, and I hoped with all my might that I would see my parents' familiar car parked outside. But the car port was empty. At this point, I knew what was in the kitchen, and I began to tear up. I had two ways of getting out of the house. There was the kitchen door, obviously out of the question. My other option was to run back into the hallway and into the living room, where the only door out was. This was still difficult, as I would have to get closer to it by going back down the hall. I felt a strong conviction to get out, however, and quickly acted. I quietly, but quickly, paced down the hall, and it was standing there, waiting for me. Those hollow eyes, those dark, empty sockets... They bored right into my own eyes, as if they were ready to devour me whole. Chris, I asked for your help. Why don't you get away from me? I know what you are. Don't talk to me like that, boy. Now you get over here right now. You leave me alone. I quickly turned the other way back down the hall and ran into my room. I locked the door and quickly dragged my dresser in the way. I could hear it walking slowly towards my door. I backed away as far as I could from it, whimpering and curled up in the corner. Let me in, Chris. I'm not angry. I promise. I didn't respond. I just hoped with all conviction that it would go away. I could see two black shoes through the crack of the door melt away into shadow. Let me in, Chris. Quit fucking with me. What do you want from me? There was a pause, and all I could hear was my heartbeat and the television in my room. And then suddenly, in a dark, booming voice, it gave me its answer. I want you. You're mine, Calf. And with that, the power in the house went out. My television and the lights both went out, and my terror exploded. My door burst open, and my dresser flew across the wall, nearly hitting me. I screamed and felt two ice-cold hands grab onto my ankles, and all I could see were two green orbs above them. I gripped the floor as hard as I could, fighting with all my strength to stay put. It dragged me out of my room with ease, and it took me down the carpeted hallway. Some of my fingernails were torn off as I gripped onto the floor, and at this point, I could only process one emotion, one thought fear the desire to escape it dragged me out to the door outside and with a shadowy tendril it stitched my mouth close. and all i could let out now were muffled moans of pains and terror it continued speaking to me in its dark voice but this time instead of it being a demonic boom it was more like a subtle whisper in the wind We'll have so much fun together, Christopher. I'm so happy we'll finally be together. I strained to see where it was taking me. I gasped in my mind when I saw where. We were headed towards my neighbor's old well. Down, down, down we'll go. Don't worry, you'll never be alone again. I tried to scream in response, but I simply felt more warm blood from my lips drip down me as my pleas for help were muffled. You had me worried, little calf. I thought I was actually going to lose you. No one gets away from me. It began to speak with an almost tired voice. I've been doing this for far, far too long to lose... We weren't far from the well. At this point, I was so exhausted I couldn't even fight anymore. We finally reached the well and it stopped. Its gaze turned to me, our eyes locked together, and I submitted to my fate. It let go of me and I couldn't bring myself to get up to run again. Oh, Christopher, we've been so hungry. And then suddenly, light flooded around us and it quickly escaped down the well. My parents slammed on their brakes in the middle of the driveway and ran to me. And I passed out after that. My parents didn't see the shadow. That was no surprise. My injuries were real, however. My parents were terrified and had rushed me to the hospital after calling the police. The police led an investigation for whoever broke in and potentially tried to murder me. Obviously, they didn't find anyone. To this day, my lips are incredibly scarred from the numerous stitching holes. Everyone was shocked by my wounds. I told the truth, but they were all convinced I was suffering from severe trauma and simply couldn't remember things correctly. I really do wish they were right. I wasn't alone again for quite some time, as my parents were horrified by the possibility that someone was still out there praying on me they never left me home alone and they were very considerate of my fears by the time I was 15 the thing was gone completely I think it really did move on and I'm retelling the story now because I want people to understand that this or even worse perhaps these things are very dangerous first of all no I don't know what it was I've read about a lot of demons from different religions and cultures. I've read about all sorts of evil paranormal entities. While I find common characteristics at times, I've never been able to determine what it actually was based on. Whatever it was, though, I have a feeling that it was very, very old. Like it was an ancient natural predator of humanity. The feelings I have, the things I suspect, are the result of my gut feelings from experiencing it. I think it preys on children and children only. And once you become a teenager, the chance that it'll chase after you are slim. It's very familiar with humans. It has observed them for ages. It will attempt to mimic people its victim knows, but chances are it won't do a good job. As well as it knows its prey, it is so different from them It'll always seem off when it tries to lie. I'm quite sure it's never been human before. It seems to possess a dominance over the boy in the old house, and I think he was a lingering spirit. Don't bother going to visit him. It was probably devoured. If anyone out there has encountered this thing like I have, please let me know. I'd be very interested to hear about your experience. I forgot about it for years, but I find myself worrying about it again. You see, I have a wife and kids of my own now. This morning, my oldest son came to me, and he told me something I did not ever want to hear. Daddy, last night there was a big scary shadow, and it tried to play with me. He said you and him were old friends, and that it was okay, but I don't like him. Now I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know what it was. Nobody's going to be sleeping alone tonight. Someone else's daughter has already gone missing this week.